Hey everyone, welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast on a wonderful Friday here in Austin, Texas. Kevin Sully joined by Gordon Mack. It's a Kevin and Gordon episode. The best kind. I agree. I mean, it's in the top three. It's definitely a top three. Top one. three. Our email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. You write in. All the working. other all the other ats were taken. Yahoo was taken, Hotmail, um, Ask Jeeves, but flowtrackpodcast at gmail. And we got one email, so we know it works. Someone emailed us? Shout out to Kelly for being the first person to write in, complimented the haircut, so I know that she's watching, too, not not just listening, but watching as I well. I didn't even know you got a haircut. Seven ninety nine in Great Clips. Seven ninety nine. They had a sale. Did you did you tip? Yes. So what was the final? Cost? I always I always tip. I tipped a couple bucks. A couple bucks. A couple bucks. We got to ten. Two dollars. We got $3. to ten. Yeah, yeah. We got to ten. So, so you, you 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 get ten dollar haircuts. Well, I had I normally have fifteen dollar haircuts, and then they're on sale. So and you can tell for those of you watching exactly. Um, How long did it take? The haircut? Yeah. Oh, fifteen minutes. If I actually wanted a little shorter, like here. But because it was seven ninety nine, I felt bad to have her like go back and do it again. So she's like, "How's that look?" I'm like, "That's fine," and so I'm you, actually happy with you it. You just got a ten dollar haircut, but what is the household haircut budget? I have no idea how my wife's hair even works. I got to be <laughs> honest with you. She so she cut my hair forever until oh, okay. I moved to Austin. I had never paid for a haircut from third grade until I moved to Austin, Texas in twenty the end of very end of twenty seventeen. Someone had always cut my hair. Wow. Friend, family member, and then eventually wife. And then she's like, you know what? I'm done with that. We're Whoa. not doing that anymore. Okay. You need to find your way to a barber. So it was really awkward the first time I went. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> like, I didn't know how... How it worked. Yeah, yeah, really? exactly. Oh, it's like, you did, it's like not knowing how to tie a tie. Exactly, which Lincoln does not know yes. how to do. Uh, I just want to bring that up. So I would go in and I'd say... I'm here so for were you, like, nervous? Yes, yes. I was very nervous. Was how very old were you when you had your first professional haircut? So my first professional haircut was the end of 2017, so I would have been 33 years old. I mean, again, I had it cut in third grade, but I was with my mom at that point, so she was yeah, giving yeah. instructions. So I had, uh, my mother-in-law, I think, was with us at the time, and I said, what's the thing that you say to a barber to know like what to do? And she's like, oh, we'll just tell him to like, leave an inch and a half or whatever. She's like, or you can bring a picture of what you want. I'm like, I don't know. That's just getting really complicated. So I, I said the whole, oh, just leave an inch and a half thing. But then I'm in their database now, so they're like, oh, do you want the whatever? But every time it's kind of different, so yeah. I don't know what it's I'm signing person. up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm signing up for. They each have their own styles. But this actually, I mean, it's a little longer on top. I don't mind it. Yeah, uh, guys just don't want to say, you can say a number on the side, and then how much you want left on top. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a zero or a one or two. I, I would always say one on the side, leave it a little bit on top. See, I was just saying just do the same, because before I just same length all around yeah. i think so they, that might have thrown them off and they just don't i think they're put off a li- not put off but they're a little confused by my lack of caring because like what do you want and i'm like as yeah, most you're the, dudes don't care well i'm just like you're the professional that's what i say too when they say like does it look good it's like uh it's okay if it doesn't i'll just get it changed again later like it's just like if it doesn't look good i'll just come back well when they say does it look good, i said pretend you're somebody else would you tell me my hair looked good and i'll take your word for it like the dentist isn't like hey how does that what sort of thing you feeling today? You want to fill in a couple cavities or just one or two? You're the expert. Yeah. Go in and, and, and own it. So uh, shout out to Kelly for writing in. The email address, again, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. She says she listens every day. Yeah. So, Send in um, questions. Yes. Thoughts. Topic, critiques. Topics. What are you looking forward to at NCAA Indoors? Who is the biggest performer on the pro scene? Indoors. Olympic marathon takes. Uh your thoughts on the half, World Half Marathon Championships being postponed? Yes. Another, 
Another big meet postponed, Gordon. Yeah, so it was in Poland? Yes. And it was, when was it? March. March. Yep. So that's soon. Uh, we already had a team selected, I'm guessing, for it, right? Well, we already, yes, and internationally we had a big matchup brewing between Jeffrey Camor and Joshua Chepchigai as well. So do we know yet if the team is going to stay the same, I'm guessing, through October? I mean, what was? do you know what our U.S. team was? It's a good question. you got to be honest, didn't have the U.S. team out in front. You're really good at asking questions that uh, your co-hosts don't, don't know the answers to. But I'm assuming it would keep the same. I mean, it was, yeah, it was up in three weeks here. Yeah, so, but, like, is it going to change, like, who... Well, it will. I think it will naturally change because D- David Monte wrote a uh, quick recap of this, and he basically said the new day, which is October 17th, that's going to be six days after Chicago, and it's also going to be on the same day as Amsterdam and Toronto. So there's going to be some conflict there. Yeah. Um, the running calendar is crowded as is. When you start moving stuff around, it gets really complicated, yeah. and people are used to things happening in a set pattern, so... Uh, we also the Paris Marathon as well. That yeah, that was gonna be live on flow too. Mm-hmm. So the Paris Marathon is gonna be moved to fall. The fall as well. Yeah. Here's the issue though: they're moving everything to the fall, and they're using the word postpone. For the World Indoor Championships, they moved it to next year and called it postponed. But postponed could turn into canceled. Yeah. Pretty quickly because it seems like this this issue is not going away and. Uh, one report I saw the fall it might even get worse when when the normal patterns of the of the cold season pick up even more. And isn't in like currently in um, in Paris uh, in Paris in, uh, in in Italy? Yes. Like all sporting events are being held without people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's I mean in the United States I know they're putting like restrictions on some colleges are putting restrictions on how many people can like attend events as well too. Yeah. Uh, uh, my alma mater Johns Hopkins just said they're doing something with the Division three basketball tournament or something like that okay i uh let me, let me try to find it but nca made their first like yeah um shit like coronavirus like effect yeah so uh johns hopkins says no spectators allowed during first two rounds of the ncaa division three basketball tournament yeah which is kind of crazy yeah yeah and i heard the olympic folks at the ioc because remember dick pound said like a week ago that oh, yeah, they, it could be off or they could postpone it. And everybody freaked out. So then they sent somebody else out to be like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's going ahead yeah, as normal. Yeah. But they don't they don't know that. No one knows what this is going to be like in a couple months. Um, and the idea that they could move it is just cra- crazy. I mean, I read something, it's basically impossible. The amount of sponsor money that's put in. Think of the United States, right? Well, could it... Uh, London just hosted. Well, no, I mean move the date. No, because they they promised it to Tokyo, but in the contract it just says twenty twenty. It doesn't say a date. So they were postulating that okay, maybe we can move it to, to December. A, to December, right? But think of just how many people are there, how many hotels are blocked off, how many TV sponsors have it slotted in, right? If you move it to December, you're going against. If you're NBC, you're now going against football. Right? Yeah. College football, pro football. Like, you wanted yeah, that like, slot. You own that slot. So it's just, there's so many forces pushing against moving it uh, that it seems almost like an impossibility. Um, I mean, it's not impossible. We're going to have no spectators. I mean, people bought tickets. Like, you can't just move around. The housing that was built. They built temporary housing that they've now, that they've sold to people to move into after the Olympics. It causes just this amazing ripple effect. So it's like media housing probably, I'm sure, right? So you stay in a place in Tokyo you're not going but hypothetically yeah, if you yeah. were going uh you stay in a place in july and august for two weeks you cover yeah. track it's going great that place that you're staying in becomes it, a, a 
that couples s- home that someone has already like yeah. paid for and planned for. Like there's just this huge reverberations. I mean, they they I mean, so they can't delay it then, but they could cancel it. So I think delaying it, yeah, is less likely than canceling. I mean, I think obviously the the highest odds is it's just going to happen, yeah. right? And then the second thing would be, be they they'd have to call it off and then yeah, moving it just seems really difficult. Also, do they want to have an Olympics where people don't show up? Do they want to have Olympics where there's no fans? That's, that's I mean, could they just like have the Olympics in 2021? Do like what they're doing for World Indoors? Yeah, just move it to the other year. Yeah, I. I mean, it's four. It's every four years, so it's gonna be like a five year and a three year, like yeah. to break. It's not like that seems more reasonable. It's not like another Olympics next year they have to get in before. I mean, obviously you have the winter, but like. It's separate, so... Would that give enough time, though, to, like, plan? Because then you still have all the issue with the infrastructure and the volunteers and the people who bought tickets. It's just... It's a huge... I mean, when you have something this big, it's cool because it's like, oh, the whole world watches. But then the flip side of it is like, oh, yeah, everybody's depending on it happening on these days. So, I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I just think it's... You think it'll happen? No, I just think the virus isn't as uh, viral... As our Twitter feed tells us it is. Twitter, not always a great resource, but it does seem like people are saying that within the next couple months, it's going to accelerate, right? And then in the fall, too, as well. Like I said, it could be compounded by the normal sickness season. At least in the United States. I don't know how that would matter worldwide. The good news is in China, they've, man- they've said they've managed to, like, curtail new, new cases. I just think we're going to look back on this a year or two from now and be like, remember when everyone freaked out about the coronavirus? Well, there that's, is... That's going to be a line. You like like Zika? Yeah. For, from Rio? There is this tendency every Olympics, there's something, right? I remember going back to Athens, there was a big fear about uh, there's going to be a terrorist attack. Yeah. 60 Minutes did this report on this terrorist group like in, in Greece and how that was going to be the big thing. And I know every four years there's something, but this is a lot farther along, obviously, than, yeah. than, than, than Zika. I mean, if we're getting to the point where we're canceling events... I mean, Tokyo Marathon, right, cancels the, the mass race. They still have the regular race. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely gotten much bigger than I am. Like when I first heard it, I, I, I didn't think it would get to this. But I also point. think it's gotten big because of the way we consume media now. Well, just the way society works. Like once people start doing it, you are like, well, if they're doing it, that means I have to do it. And now everyone starts doing like, like we're in South by Southwest. It's like a big thing going on right now oh, here yeah, in Austin, and a lot of people are pulling out. Yeah, and I think what happens? Uh, it's next week. Uh, to next two weeks. Okay. Yeah, so not this weekend, but the next weekend and the following. I saw, yeah, I saw Tim Ferriss pulled out. Fellow podcaster, Tim yeah. Ferriss. Yeah, so, like, what happens is, though, someone big, like, you know, Twitter pulls out. Jack Dorsey says, I'm not coming, right? Yeah, yeah. And then if you're Google, you can be like, well, if Jack's not going, I probably shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon's like, well, if Google's not going, I probably shouldn't go. And I think that's happening in sports. It's like, well, if... Tokyo isn't allowing spectators. We probably shouldn't. And then mm-hmm. it's like gross. And yeah. I think no one wants to be the one that didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants to kind of like, and I think um, when all is said and done, I think the disease, I was, I was reading on Hopkins by Olamater, who's at the forefront of <laughs> tracking this. That's where you got your, Hopkins. That's where you got your medical degree. Yeah. From. So I'm like, I'm actually like part of the whole process. <laughs> they, they, they text me, ask me my opinion as an alma mater. Uh, even though I've never donated back, but they still text me. You didn't give them enough money, they want more. Uh, but they said that they 
you know, there was, you know, everything's just a projection. No one actually truly knows. Yeah. But they think that 40 to 60% of the country will get it. But the death rate's going to be, like, 0.5%. And it'll be, like, old people. And it's like, you're going to... I still think people are going to fix it in that first term. No, but, like, 40, yeah, 40, 60% will get it. A large percentage large percentage of them won't have symptoms of they it. They won't even know they have it. They yeah. won't even know they have it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those things where like, yeah, it's like, I mean, everyone gets germs, right? Yeah. Like we have germs on our hands right now, but like you can't ban germs. Yeah. They're going to spread. It's just a matter of like, you should wash your hands. Yeah. So I think it's like, you know, the question is, is this, if this thing spreads all over the world, are we having mass casualty? And they're saying no. That's what Johns Hopkins is That's saying. That's what Johns Hopkins is saying. As reported by their most famous alum, yeah. Gordon Mack. And I found out from my brother telling me about it. So Okay. Cause it's affecting... Did he go there too? No, no, he did not. But okay. it's affecting his company. He, he, he works for a company. He's head of engineering for a company. Don't say the company. We're not, we don't have a sponsor yet. That has uh, that factories in China. Okay. And they said that his factory, mm-hmm. the government came in, shut down his factory, and forced... Their, their factory to make masks instead of their product. Oh, really? Yeah. The Chinese government did? Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Wow. He's like, you're you really, not making you... this product anymore. You're making masks. And he was like, they're like, I, I guess we can't tell them not to. You know, it's a government. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's weird. So it's affecting him, like, in a different world because he's more in the business of it. You kind of buried the lead here. We should have started with this. We, we don't have any Chinese factories live streaming our content, so we're good <laughs> yeah. on that. But, uh, yeah, so it's a thing. It's happening. I get it. But, uh, you know, I think Halloween, everyone is going to dress up as coronavirus for Halloween. Gosh, okay. And they're all going to dress up as Houston Astros inside trash cans. That's what Halloween is going to be in 2020. Houston Astros and trash cans and coronavirus. I like that someone's looking out for the Halloween angle. There's here. definitely, I guarantee you, Party City is currently no. designing a corona-shaped bottle costume that looks sick. 100%. And everyone's going to buy it. Interesting. How many college kids are going to be like, oh, coronavirus? Well, they do that anyway. I think the college kids would do that even yeah. if it's like people are It'll dying. Be sexy coronavirus. Yeah. It's going to be all. Okay, let's move on. Before we go <laughs> I'm just saying that's how out. we work in society. We turn everything into a meme. A joke, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, some Castor Semenya news. Read that Castor Semenya quote. We saw this uh, right before we started recording. Yeah, so apparently Castor Semenya says she's going to the Tokyo Olympics no matter what. Vows to race. She says, I'm going to surprise you, and you're going to like the surprise. Ooh, what is that? I like I like the little tease in the beginning of the article. Yeah, but she says something... Uh... So, she acknowledged that there's very little she could do about the World Athletics ruling, about not letting her compete, because mm-hmm. as you know, she can't compete in the 400 to 1500. Super convenient that those are her events. <laughs> yeah. uh, weird how that works. It's weird how, like, her condition, if she was a 3K runner, no one cares about. Yeah. Uh, my biggest goal remains to be at the Olympics, and I will work hard to achieve that. No ruling is going to get in the way of that. So, yeah. I don't want to say anything about that. There are other people you need to ask. Well, so, what ruling? No ruling. I mean, she can't. So, the only way she'd do it would have to be in a different event. A different event, yeah. This is an article from Sport24 in, yeah. uh, in South Africa, our leading source of South African news. I guess that means she's running the 200 of the steeplechase? Yeah. Or 5K? Yeah. It's... If there was a flat 3,000 at the Olympics, you can see, like, a path. But that's a tough... Like, they really succeeded well in keeping her out of this thing. What about... Can she... she can't like, long jump? Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I'm asking, do you think she can be good? Oh, I think she can be she's good. She's probably like now, having like decathlons all day to see which one she's best at. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I didn't even think about 200. It. I didn't think about a field event. 200, no. This is not going to work. She doesn't have the foot speed for that. I could see the steeple. Steeple? I mean, I, I'd see 5K before the steeple. Really? Just because, no, don't under the barriers? Yeah, it's like you don't have to learn that. And like 5K, you just got to get. She doesn't need to worry about getting the time because she just has to be ranked high enough, right? South Africa will pick her no matter what. Uh, yeah, well, who does it? Dominic Scott and her. I mean, what's her, fi- what's her 5K time? She ran one last year, didn't she? I don't know if she broke. Uh, she break sixteen. Um, I mean, she's more of a speed eight hundred runner. I know she's run some good fifteen hundred meters r- races, but she always struck me. So as these are our personal runner. best. Two hundred twenty four twenty six. So yeah, that's not not getting it done. That's not happening. Um, her three k nine thirty six. Also not getting not, it done. Not getting it done. Five k sixteen oh five. Not getting it done. And that was last year. Yeah. I don't know. What's the path? What is she? has to be talking about but something. He, because, I mean, I, I think it's 5K, or, but, like, I think we just don't know how good she could be in a 5K because, She's a I mean, 359, 1500. Yeah. If you train, start getting that aerobic give me a, gene coming back. Give me know. a, give me a, I mean, who, so who's also run 359 to 1500? And what can we extrapolate from the... I mean, Shelby. Well, Shelby's run 354 now. So okay, but, like... Find me a 359, either man or woman. I mean, she'll be a year before she ran three fifty. She was supposed to get three fifty nine woman. So you think Semeni can run under? I mean, Shelby was under fifteen at that point. So you, no, but Shelby's been training for the five. Okay, like, so it's just like I think that fifteen twelve, fifteen twenty. Can she run fifteen twenty? I don't know. If here's the thing: if Gwen Jorgensen, yeah, can run fifteen ten, yeah, point nine. I think a three fifty nine runner should be able to run fifteen ten. Yeah. Okay. Under 15, maybe a stretch. Yeah. But 15, 10. You just got to think that, like, if she spends an entire year focused on the 5K mm-hmm. with 359 talent and 154 talent. Yeah. And 49 second closing speed. Right. You have to be able to just, like, learn how to, yeah. not learn, but, like, train. It's totally different training, yeah. Different yeah. training, but, yeah. like, if she's an, she's an elite athlete, she knows how to be disciplined. You got to imagine that she's even more motivated to be a big fu mm-hmm. it'll be the ultimate fu if she goes out there and like not metal i mean it'll be crazy if she medal oh my goodness or like one yeah if she won the 5k at the olympics it would be the greatest thing ever if she won the, the shot of fordia of for her would just be so great seeing all the people be like but but can we talk about shoes again or athletics better let's talk about shoes please yeah. anything literally look at the stack height You're i can't not believe allowed it. to do that but we said you know that would be that would be the ultimate like fu victory yeah in like all of sports and it'll point out the ultimate hypocrisy of the ruling yeah it's just like well because yeah. you know what they would do the next day oh yeah oh yeah oh it turns out the science we didn't look read the last page it also said five thousand meters we should have gone to Johns Hopkins and gotten yeah. medical degrees and uh, no no you know what, no this is what they'll do they'll, they'll they don't want they'll be like once they see Castro Samana go out there and run like a fourteen fifty nine time trial. They're going to be like, coronavirus is too big. We got to cancel, cancel the Olympics. The <laughs> we can't. You, well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is part of her game, part of this could just be marketing or she's just trying to be really coy. But maybe that's part of it, too, of, like, she knows if she runs, like, stuff publicly or makes it known, like, what she's going for, that so, something will get in her way, right? Yeah. Like, so she's like, I'm not going to tell you. Well, because she, I mean, are they really going to, if she wanted to get into a 5K in the Diamond League, are they, like I said, there's no 5K in the Diamond League anymore, so you need to worry about that. 
like at 200 the diamond like say she ran just hypothetically she ran like a fringe 200 meter time yeah. are they gonna want to put her in a diamond league is there gonna be pressure to keep her out of the diamond league i feel like it yeah i do too that seems that seems natural i mean all the stuff with gatlin like when he was coming back what who who is the re- what's the reason behind caster being banned is it coming from a swarm of female elite runners or does it come from bureaucrats I think it's more bureaucrats than anything. Yeah. Like who? I uh, well, L- Lindsay Sharp spoke out, but and maybe there was some other people who spoke out, but I can't really remember a, a large contingent. Like you talk to her contemporaries, like Ajay Wilson doesn't say anything yeah. about it. Uh, Nian Saba obviously in the same situation. Um, so then, why do they want? I mean, Hannah Green trains with Francine Nian Saba, yeah. right? For the at the OTC, right? Like I don't. Why Why would they want to ban her? Why would they want to ban her? Because I think they they got in a situation where they were saying that that she was you know too good. I mean, but Usain Bolt was too good. Yeah. You know you know what I mean like there's nothing wrong with having a dominant runner during a, an era. Yeah. Like it's actually good I think because then it's all about will they lose. Well, I think what they That's more exciting. I think what they saw is they were conflating this with other issues relating to gender and yeah. they were like we're gonna put a marker in. Problem is the science that they did to do it was very ham-handed, yeah. and it was very selected. And they even said, "Oh, we're kind of focusing on the medical people at the IAAF back when it was called the IAAF." We're like, "Oh, if someone dominates this much in one of these events, and like we're always going to look at it." But it's like, well, what's the like? That's such a gray area. Yeah. Like, who decides what's dominant? Who decides what's going to be uh, like a too impressive a performance? But you never since she burst. I mean, we forget '09 how much backlash she got immediately yeah. from it and and some of it was competitors but some of it was just like general like track populace at large she was new it kind of tapered off once every and then there was all these stupid theories about how she could break the world record anytime she wants but she's just sandbagging it right yeah. and then she got put on medication slowed down got off medication went back to kind of her normal self i never got the sense she was ever sandbagging it that was, that was just ridiculous to me it's like if she could break the world record, she'd break the world record. Make a lot of money and become famous. The only people who sandbag it are dads going up against their sons in, like, the backyard basketball Oh, I go game. hard. As a dad of a son, I go hard. You don't sandbag? No, man. You I could be Barry Sanders out there for football. Or, like, <laughs> I'm like Jordan. Like, I never got to, like, juke people the way I, I can juke my four-year-old. Your it's son amazing. is just helping your confidence. Your yeah, but I'm, confidence. but I'm also making him better, too. Because my son's already better relative to his age than I ever was relative to any age in my entire life. Well, it's so. not that hard to break that record. My, yeah, no, for me, yes, no, no. I was like, wait a minute, are you insulting me? Yeah, he got all he got all of his mom's athletic genes, thankfully. Uh, do you want to talk indoors? Yeah, well, so yeah, Caster, so wait, one last thing. Maybe sure. maybe she starts doing the whatever, like, because she's a lot of compete if she does takes, like, hormone suppression. Or... She, she said she's never going to do that. Yeah, she she but maybe, maybe that will be her way to get in. Get in the 800? I don't know. There needs to be that six-month period. I don't, like... All this stuff is done kind of Ooh. behind closed doors. Maybe she... Don't say it. <laughs> I okay. say it. No, I was saying maybe she, like, chops off her leg and then enters in a... Okay, let's move on. <laughs> you know, because then it won't be a different division, right? Is it, well, is it applied to everything? I mean, World Athletics, I think, only governs yeah. the Olympics. And World I don't think it go... You're talking about the Paralympics? Yeah, Paralympics. Yeah, I don't think they govern that. Yeah, so you could just be like, all right, 
I'm in I the, don't think that she's the tea, do that. whatever. I don't think. That, I think if she was, I think. I mean, I'm making a joke. Yes, it's a it's a, it's a bad joke. Yeah, no, no. I I admire your ability to say it out loud. Yeah, whatever. Just incredible. No, I I'm think, just brainstorming here. We're throwing things on the wall. How fast we can get back on the track? That's I all. think I think most likely I think you're right. It's it's a, a distance event, then somehow it's a sprint event, and then maybe a field event. Yeah. And then I think. After that, I think it would be she takes the hormone suppressant because she's been very clear like she's not going to do that. Um, and again, if she was going to compete in Tokyo, she'd already need to be on it because you need to have like a six month period where you're on the medication. But no, it's just uh, so it's is just, she banned from the heptathlon because there's an eight hundred. I I think she might. Well, because isn't like the weight throw. There's like two field events that they're also yeah that she's also not allowed to. Compete. Oh really? Okay. I th- I think. Well, that's why it was so weird. The research was so weird. It's like you really did all these studies and you came up with like just these handful of events, right? Like it helps in the shot. Uh, it helps in the weight throw, but it doesn't help in the shot. I mean, come on. Yeah. Or it's like un- it's way too unfair for like the fifteen hundred, but the five k. It's like oh, totally it's normal. Okay. Yeah. Not like we have so many. 50 like, 15 5K is, like, a normal double that people consider yeah. doing. And, yeah. like, we're, like, yeah. There's no way she could put more. Or Stefan Hassan, 15, 10K. But, yeah, I think we forget just, like, how much of a issue it was. Like, that first Berlin World Championships in 09. And then it just, that's, like, where it started. And then I think ever since then they were trying to come up with a, a policy. The problem is it just became really clear that it was just about excluding her. And then... And then she kind of pushed back too, right? Which probably made them sort of dig in their heels. It's not like she's like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I can and I believe in IAAF and they have the best interest no. of the athletes at heart. No, it just became a rallying cry. And then, I mean, last year was wild. Think of that, right? Like, she got banned. Then she got like unbanned the... And then unbanned. Grand Prix. Yeah. And then that was it. Like, that's a crazy... That's a crazy story if you think yeah. about that. They should make a movie about so, it. I was going to say, some sports media company involved in track should do like a, a, a story on that. You know who didn't make a movie about? Mm. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the the escort uh, female distance runner from Wisconsin. Oh, Susie Faber Hamilton. Susie Faber Hamilton. Oh, I'm sure there's gonna be some. And some based on her, that fast girl memoir. And, yeah. you, and it, the director should be dis- and uh, the, the director and lead star should be the same one who did the uh, Tara Lipinski movie. I think Tara Lipinski. Oh, you're talking about Nancy. Na- Nancy Kerrigan. Tanya Harding. Tan- Tanya Harding. Okay. So Margot Ro- Margot Robbie playing Susie Faber Hamilton. Okay. That would work. All right. I just they kind of they look alike. Oh, okay. Margot the- Robbie. Okay. You know, we'll play, and it'll be shot in the same version of the. the Did they shoot that like a faux like documentary yeah. style? Yeah. Okay. So you do it like that, which is that director, whoever that director is. They were good. They were good. You like that movie? That was a great movie. And you do it on the story of this, of uh, Susan Susan Hamilton. Hamilton. That was a crazy story, too. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. But that, that not something you I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for that movie to come out. No, I, and for Margot Robbie to play. I'm guessing she optioned the book, right? I, mean, I think she said, like, she's not ready for it. Like, a few years ago, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not, think, like, you know, I guess it, it's like putting yourself even more out there to have, like, a biopic. Right, because people inside the track world obviously know, and the people maybe a little bit outside yeah. know because she's out there talking about the book. But a movie puts it on a whole new yeah. level. And I think also a movie also it's like you don't want it to be a bad movie. No, like it'd be weird if it's like a C B level movie about your life. Mm-hmm. It's it you you want to only know if it's going to be like a you so know, an Oscar type movie, not a Lifetime movie. No, you, don't, yeah, you don't want a Lifetime movie. Yeah, you want the you want the director who did. I mean, most most people's lives are Lifetime 
caliber movies. <laughs> Not many people have Oscar Brad Pitt playing them movies. What was the name of that movie? I can't think of it now. The figure skating movie, the Tony Hardy movie. Oh, dude, I something. A, I have a ice. No, I have a computer right here. Here we go. Tiny Hardy movie. I, oh, I Tanya. There you go. Yeah, so we call I. I Susie. I Susie. <laughs> what do we got here in terms of the uh, the director? This yeah, who's the director? Craig Gillespie. So yeah, Craig Gillespie and Margot Robbie. That's who I want doing this movie. Never heard of Craig Gillespie. That's what I want. So, I'm just waiting for that. That was only his uh, his sixth movie. Yeah. Pretty good for a sixth movie. Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, NCAA's is in a week. Yes, it's Friday. It's next Friday. What's today's date? March. Literally 6th? next Friday. Yeah, today's March sixth. Friday the thirteenth. Friday week. the thirteenth in Albuquerque. It's not canceled. Corona said, no, don't matter. Yep. Um, my f- brother was like, "Are you are you traveling?" Mm-hmm. He's like nervous for me. I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm going to Albuquerque. We're fine." Yeah, no international travel, but no international travel d- domestically. Uh, so. You made a list. I mean, I drafted the events. You drafted the events. All 20 running events, just running I events. Saw, I was going to make a joke. Like, you do know there's... No, I, I know. But then you get to 34. It just goes on yeah, yeah. really, really long. But I was talking with Lincoln yesterday, and I listened to your guys' pod when, on Wednesday. Typical Wednesday pod with you and Lincoln up to your normal hijinks. Yes, we do. And it just dawned on me just how much I'm interested in the, in the distance relative to, to the sprints. Um, and that could flip for outdoor because maybe we'll see some people that do stuff indoors and that gets me excited for outdoor. So I decided to put them in an order. So this is this is the order of my draft. So this is a Kevin Sully's... Yeah, not yours. ...official uh, interest-level draft of events. Yeah, So yeah, what's, yeah. The, what's the criteria for why you would pick an event over another event? It's just real simple. It's like, oh, do I want to watch that event? So this is like <laughs> most want to watch to least want to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's like an interest index. Interest. Interest algorithm. I put in an interest algorithm. Okay. But it's specific to my desires and what I find fun about track. So someone could have a completely different list, and I would I would totally respect it. So I'm going to look at this list, and then I'm also going to critique it. Yeah, yeah, you can you tell me. you're wrong. Okay. Well, I'll make the case for why everybody's in each one of these 20 spots. Is that fine? That's fine. Okay. What's your? Should we start worst to best? No, let's go. Let's go at the top. Let's go number one. Best to worst. Yeah, let's go number one. Okay. Um, well, but like, worst to best means you'd be like, "Ooh, what's gonna be the best?" Well, best? I feel like you're gonna have more quibbles with the bottom of my list than the top. Probably. I think there'd be some agreement at the top. I would guess. Okay. So we'll start with some agreement. Sure. Women's three thousand number one. Uh, you don't have Danny Jones, which is a bummer, but you do have. You'll have Kalati coming back. You have a fresh Alicia Monson. Anytime those two races, awesome. And you also have, <clears throat> excuse me, Izzo, and and Whitney Orton in there. Orton might be coming off a big run in the DMR. Um, Stanford people in there as well, too. So that that's a fun one. It, could it have been even better? Yes, it could have been better with Danny Jones. Also, it could have been better if uh, Taylor Warner wasn't redshirting. But it's still pretty good. Okay. So that's my number one. Number two, men's 5,000. Obviously, you got Klecker and Kerga at the top. But, but you got that second layer. And to be in my top five picks, to be a lottery pick, you had to have that second layer. And for, the, for me, that's the NAU thing. Okay. So you have the five NEU people. So there's multiple storylines there. You with me on that one? I'm going to wait till you get through the, a top few, and then I'm going to shuffle okay. it. Number three, men's 3,000. Similar reasons. End of the meet has big potential in terms of what it's going to do to the team race. Put that aside, though. It's been a historically fast year for the men's 3,000. You'll get Klecker, Kurgot, part two. Who knows what that's going to mean? Um, and a lot, you know, Grijalva, Day, Beamish coming back. There could be a lot of, <clears throat> there could be at least two people coming back trying to get a second title there. 
See, uh, I'm going to stop you here. I think that is the best race. The men's 3000? Yeah, because Nagus, we haven't seen him in so a, Nagus in a could 3K. Be, Nagus could be coming for two. Uh, Beamish could be going for two. Yeah. So you have the rematch Klecker of... Klecker could be going. Yeah. So you have, be three people coming for two. You have rematch of Klecker, Kurgat. Yeah. You have the rematch of Cooper Tier and Nagus from anchoring the DMR. Yeah. And then you have the rematch of NAU versus everyone. Yep. And that's why. So it's like three rematches. You have NAU versus the field rematch, Cooper Tier versus Nagus rematch, and Klecker versus Kurgat rematch, all in the same race. And it's basically going to create the overall champion, right? Okay. Because we're going to have, like, Nagus Tier, who's better, after the DMR, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to win a point. So say Nagus wins that, right? Yeah. And then we're going to have the winner of the Klecker Kurgat battle in the 5K, right? Yeah. And then you have, and then you're going to also, but then you throw in the NAU guys. Basically, whoever wins that race is the best distance runner. Because there's not going to be another runner who's not in that. You could argue Oliver Horb, maybe. Mm-hmm. But oh, well. I wouldn't. <clears throat> I, I, I think, I think, the winner of the men's 3K is the overall best runner of. The distance award. best runner yeah. of the year award all time best runner right because like yeah I that's just, when you're going to because the, the timing five, the timing though right here's but the five k doesn't have Cooper Tier or Nagus the DMRs don't have <clears throat> Klecker Kurgat or NAU guys yeah the timing three k has everyone it could fall apart by then though that's the thing the timing if it, if they were switched if the three k was on night one the five k was on night two I'd be with you also. The reason I got Kaladi and Monson in that 3K, number one, they have history. They had nine matchup? No. This would be 10, right? They, were, they were eight. They were four and four going into cross, right? No, this would be 11. Right? Because Kaladi won to go up 5 4, and then Monson beat her in Milrose. Yeah. So it's 5 5. Oof. I like the history there. Okay. I, I like the history there. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yes. You got a lot of. That's almost like the. Um, it's the same reason we're like, we're like cross country. Everybody's on the track. It's Everybody's one going for yeah. it. Right, right. So you have people going up for the mile, the DMR people, the 5K people. Everything is converging there. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. It's just the timing for me. Okay. It, could, it could fall apart. There could be some scratches. Some people could be totally out of it. If NAU is not in the team race at that point, is that interesting? Yeah. No. no. Maybe NAU is up by so much that they rest everybody. They just sit them. <laughs> they say, you know what? <clears throat> We've covered the spread. We don't need any more points. Uh, number four, women's 800. Yes. Women's 800. Interesting. Danny Jones factor. And then you also got Nia Aikens in there. Collision record potential. Yeah. Running fast, fast this year. Uh, also don't count out Carla Thomas. I like that one. And then five, men's mile. That one would have been higher if Nagus was in it. To me, the big box office names there are Beamish and Whore. But there's also a potential of like a Jordy Beamish-like surprise from 2019. Yeah, someone, someone else comes in. This year, yeah. So it doesn't have like the depth. It doesn't, it's not like 7, 8 deep. Very out. Maybe and also, indoor mile races are just so wild. Weird, yeah. Like I rewatched the uh, the um, the men's mile and trying to see like why Jordy won. Yeah. And uh, he won the race. So throughout the entire race, he's like he's in third, then he's back in seventh, and and every lap or two, people are running in the outside lane two, trying to get back to the front. It's like mm-hmm. a train. Everyone's just like circling of like, oh, I want to get good position. I want to be top three. I want to be top three. But Jordy was the smartest runner because he made his move on the back stretch of the second to last lap. So, so yes, he got into position. So like right before three hundred hit. Yep. So three hundred and fifty meters, he made his move, and he made a hard move, right? And most people, once they make that hard move, they're not going to be able to hold it, and then right. someone's going to have this, you know, wait for a second move. But 
once he's in position and basically if you make that hard move and you're able to hold it for 200 meters no you're not gonna get passed because they're not gonna pass you on the first turn mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. not gonna pass you in back turn if you're able to hold them off in that back stretch on the final lap by the time you get to the home stretch they're gonna use so much energy trying to get to you on the on the outside curves, which is what happened with yeah. Oliver Hoare, right? Yeah. He tried to get around on that back the backside, and, and it just like wasn't enough. So yeah. I think that was a big strategic thing. That's how uh, Andy Truard of NAU won the three K over Justin Knight. Mm-hmm. He had position at the right time, made moves at the right time. There is a lot of like strategy. The best the strategy. Be- the best, the fastest runner doesn't always win because yeah. of position. Yeah, more so. Indoors than, yeah. than outdoors. It just magnifies all the strategic decisions. Yeah, because you have so much more time on straightaways. Indoor, in Albuquerque, U.S. indoors, Thompson and Engels, same thing. Like, Engels makes the, the move to go by, can't do it on the backstretch. Oh, yeah. crap. Now you got to tuck in. Then only have 50 meters yeah. once this this curve unwinds. It's not a lot. Not enough time. Next, so that's my fifth pick. Then I got the women's DMR and the men's. You, you skip. Oh, okay. Men's model. No, yeah. 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 Um, Women's DMR, men's DMR, which, I mean, to me, are kind of interchangeable. They're both sort of very few teams in it, and they're interesting. Oregon, you got the collegiate record holder. You got Ben Thomas trying to be the first coach since. Jason Vigilante. To win DMRs. Did you guys say that in the previous pod? No, that's why I'm given a chance okay. to have that clarified. Uh, Vigilante won the – people didn't know. That was an inside. So It wasn't an inside joke. They listened to the pod every day. They heard yesterday. Lincoln, ben, I did not know. Jason Vigilante won the DMR at Texas and at Princeton. Yeah. With Leo Manzano and Peter Callahan as two anchors. And now Ben Thomas is trying to do it with the Virginia Tech team mm-hmm. and uh, Oregon. Yeah. So they're there. Obviously, Nagus and Notre Dame, king of the DMR. They have the belt. So that that's kind of fun. And then I guess you'd give Wisconsin a shot there because... Yeah, I mean, Hoare's not going to be health... Uh, not, not healthy. Uh, fresh. Uh, fresh. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you never know. Women's side of things. BYU and Stanford. It's, okay. it's yeah, and I mean, and Arkansas is kind of in there-ish, so it's almost like a re- re- revenge match for um, uh, cross country. Yeah. But but that I be... think BYU wins that easily. I don't think it's going to be as close as the Oregon-Notre uh, Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm saying if you flip those, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. Uh, and then I go to number eight, women's 5,000, which Lincoln said is like the best race of the meet, which it's I think, not. Yeah, I don't know. He what, messed that one up. I don't know what he's doing there. Uh, Why do you think? It's only two good runners in it. He's too busy doing TikToks. I'm not sure. It's uh, Izzo and Wendy Collati. Right. Uh, a lot. So this one was obviously hurt by scratches or people not qualifying too, because yeah. you could have had a, a really crazy Danny race. Danny Jones or in Monson, you could have had all of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Orton's one of the top times this year too yeah. when she's not in there. But especially Izzo versus Kalati. I think Kalati gets it done on her home track. I think that's too high on your list. I think that's well, but then boring. here's the thing: there's sprints. So, and there's things like the women's mile and the men's 800. I went with the men's 60 hurdles next, just because of the the team implications. Yeah, that's, Florida State LSU. Yeah, exactly. Then I went with the four by fours because I needed to put something in there, and I really couldn't decide on any events. Well, and, and Texas the four by fours are all kind, always kind of fun. Texas A&M might run fast. Uh, NAU might put a 4x4 four four in there. No, A&M, I mean, they have, like, their entire 4x4 four is all qualified individually in different events. They have two 800 guys and two 400 guys. You're talking about the men. Okay. That's their 4x4 four four for Texas A&M. Women's could be interesting because it looks like it's going to be closer than we thought. So yeah. USC might need that to pull it out. That's a last race of the meet sort of bias there. I mean, it would be cool to see, like, North Carolina A&T upset Texas A&M. In the four by four, that would to, be cool to get the with Randolph Ross to get the title. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Trevor Stewart, they got a good squad. 
So that's 10 and 11, men's 4x4 four four and then women's 4x4. Four four. 12, I went women's mile, mostly for the historical standpoint, because if Danny Jones does pull off the eight-mile double, it's crazy, and she's going to need to do it here first. Yeah. Not much competition. No competition. But if she if – she, so it's, it's kind of like a win-win. She's going to be racing people who are 10 seconds slower than her in the prelim. Yeah. If she's – if she wins, it's – then sets it up beautifully for the 800. And if she loses, it's an insane upset. So either way, I think that race has, okay, has something important for it. Uh, then I went women's 60. Why did I go women's 60, you ask? I had to pick an event. No. Uh, I don't know. Someone will pop something. Maybe Titi Terry. Is that altitude? Yeah. Yeah. It's fast up? track. Fast track. Uh, then I went women's 60 hurdles. Kind of on the same side as the men, just because there is a team. Like USC looks like might need those points with McGlasson and Cockrell now that Brissett's out of it. Uh, then I went men's eight, and I guess you could argue with me, oh, Kevin, you should put men's eight up because the men's eight is always fun indoors, and it's true. It is always fun, and you have Dixon trying to get his first title. But there's nothing that's happened this season in that event that justifies a lottery pick for me. I mean, we could say, though, like, Devin Dixon is a wild card for making the Olympic team. He is. He is, for sure. He's got the talent. And he's in this race. Right. But there's just nothing this year that's happened that's made me like what really would energized you, what about the would What would need to happen in the 800 for you to be energized? Last year he ran 145 at altitude and it got converted down to 144 and I was pumped. And then Bryce Hopple was on this like demolition tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Last year was awesome and two years ago it was awesome too. Yeah, yeah, the Isaiah Harris, and Saruni. Saruni, yeah, yeah. Saruni okay. Didn't know how many people qualified out of the prelim and almost didn't qualify for the final. It was awesome. <laughs> no, they, so the, eight, the, the men's 800, women's 800, they're always great indoors, but this year... Not good. Not so Well, great. there just hasn't been anything yet. And okay. I, this one's probably going to come back to me afterwards, but Kevin, why'd you pick fifth, why'd you pick men's 800 15th? You could have had Luka Doncic. And I'm like, I like Trey Young. <laughs> That's why. 16. We're going down to the last five events here. 16. Women's 400. Now, that this one I have a reason for. You need to give me a good reason, because I think that's the worst event. It's been depleted this year, but, 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 this is where I look at the team side of things. And it does have huge team implications. USC and got a lot of points last year, yes, and a and So, sort of like the men's 60-meter hurdles, uh, but USC has, what, three three women there? The winning time is going to be 51.7. Do they change the points based on how fast the time is? No. They don't. That's the answer to that question. Fifty-one point seven slow. Do you still get ten points if you win? You do. You're the team guy. You're the team guy. You I'm should just be backing saying, up though, your, like Roberts, Constantine, uh, Lear, and then going against uh, AM's like Sierra Richardson. Every year, the winning time for the women's four hundred needs to be sub fifty-one seconds, mm-hmm. not almost uh, over fifty-two. Maybe I mean we could see some. There's got to be one look and. I'm not the one who's been nice on the sprints all year. You've been the one who's been Leah super Abrams nice. Leah Abrams of South Carolina, Chloe Abbott of Kentucky both did not make the meet. Yeah. Okay. They're both. There's really going to be one of these sprint events is going to be good. Yes. Okay. Right. And you're, and, you're, and you're gambling on that one? I'm not gambling on that one. I'm saying that has the added benefit of being important to the team race. And I had to hang my head on something. Okay. I had to pick something. Sure. Because then I go to 17, men's 60. You know. The. That one this was is tough ma- to This is going to be the race where we're like, we miss Grant Holloway. Yes. That's every race. Okay? Yeah. Four by four, hurdles, 200. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's what? The guys are running 655s, 657s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Akiwo? Raymond Ekvewo, yeah. Raymond, how do you say his name? Ekvewo. Ekvewo. 
Uh, he ran 6.53, but he ran that a long time ago, and he hasn't run close since. Could so, have been well, actually. Well. Let me change yeah. that. Okay, well. Okay, well. We'll edit it in post. Uh, yeah, there just hasn't been, like, that, like, that Eli Hall type or Grant Holloway or, you know, like, a Christian Coleman. Divine. Divine. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, Trayvon Bromel. There hasn't been, like, the, like, I'm the man. No, there hasn't. And you could put this one lower because then I went women's 200 next. Men's two hundred and then well two hundred indoors should always be last because no one two heat final it's just it's a two hundred I'm just excited like Makai Harris and Terrence Laird could do something cool though yeah I, you could change if you want to change those last five I'm not gonna okay but it. your number one last one is men's four hundred why did you say that your 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 officially worst track event that you think is gonna be the men's four hundred you could flip any of the, any of those five around. no you can't change it now that's what you had oh why don't I mean, can I change it to the men's 60? I don't know. Can no, but why did you pick 20th men's 400? What's there? Spot. What's there? I mean, so so 200's indoors, you're right. Bleh. Yeah. 400's indoors, they're like a cousin of the 200 indoors. Yeah, that's true. two laps, I mean, yes, Michael Norman runs really fast in them, but by and large. So I think it's, it's going to be between those two. 60 obviously doesn't have a equivalent event outdoors. Do you think in the men's 400, Randolph Ross will win it? The freshman? Overall, like the seniors? Maybe. I mean, who is... So it's Ross, Deadman. You have like, you have like Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones. Maybe they should there. be higher. You have the TCU guy, um, Derek Mokalang. Mokalang. Yeah. Um, You're right. Maybe there should be Bryce Deadman. Maybe there should be higher, but uh, because there are at least a couple names of people we we know. Um, maybe we should maybe we should move that up to 18 and put the 200s <laughs> below it. I don't know, man. We're splitting hairs right here. Yeah, I think we're splitting hairs and. The thing is, this is like someone could run a really fast time, relatively speaking, indoors in the two hundred, but it's still like an indoor two hundred. So you're yeah. like, what? Same thing with the indoor four hundred. You're like, what? Yeah. Sixty. I think there's more of a chance of there being like a fast time of like, oh, yeah, or just oh, oh man, they moved up to number seven all time. Like they ran six forty nine. Like that's that's pretty good. They're in six fifty, but I just don't see. It. I mean, the four hundred. Is Stewart make the meet? He did. Yeah, he got it, but he made he barely made it. He made yeah. it on a flat track conversion time. Get there any way you can, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't. If you want to argue with any of those those five, I wouldn't put up a strong case. But the first first fifteen are basically a perfect order. So, so the fact that you made this draft, yeah, that you like were like half of these races are shit. What what can we do? to get you excited about all 20 races and get you to, like, you know... Because you were excited about... You know, you can get excited about... You, you've been uh, yeah. excited about going to Big Tens. Oh, yeah. I'm a Big you Ten know. guy. I'm a Big Ten guy, Gordon. So like, I'm a track guy. Uh, we just need to... I mean... We just need fast times? Is that what we need? No. It's not just that. We need, we need just some... I hate to say it. Juice. Juice. We need some juice here. There's just not enough juice. And it's bound to happen. There's going to be years that aren't that great. And I think this is just the natural progression of a lot of people going pro over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, couldn't uh, would Grant Holly be a senior this year? Uh, Sydney would be a junior. junior. Yeah. I guess Rob Benjamin would graduate, but Michael Norman would be a senior. Yeah. Uh, Noah Lyles would <laughs> you want to get He'd crazy with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's just at a certain point, you run out. Now, I don't. I I, I hear your point of it's the NCAA. If I know the dude would be here, yeah. senior. I hear your point. Like it's the NCAA. It regenerates, right? Yeah. It's like one of those 
like uh, animals that loses a limb and then it grows it back like instantaneously. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to be saying this at the end of the weekend. I think at the end of the weekend, I'm going to be like, whoa, so-and-so had a crazy race. Like, yeah. who's this new person? But right now, when you're looking at it from a preview perspective, it is, it is tough. And I guess it's just like, because the pros were running and the Olympic marathon trials are going on, it was tough to get attention as is, but there hasn't, I mean, just last year we were losing our mind about what Grant Holloway was yeah. attempting to do. And we were like, can he win this NCAA meet essentially by himself? But he had a rival. Uh... Roberts was pretty close, yeah. although he didn't really... Instantly, indoors is really where Daniel Roberts put his name out there, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got, you know, him versus Divine in the 60. Can he go to the 60, and can he beat people at their own game? Yeah. So, it's going to be hard to, to... to It's hard to see something similar this year, but every year it happens. One thing... when There's nobody coming in yeah. that we already know, right? That's the thing. It's going to be somebody new, and that's great. But, like, last year we came in being like, oh, this is Holloway's year. The year before, it's like, okay, Norman, Sydney, et cetera, et cetera. Like, Leah Hobbs is going to run fat. Like, you know going in. This year, there was no person going in on, on the sprint side of things. It was more weighted to distance, um, which happens. It's natural. The one thing I always being – I've been at Flow now for, what, six years? So I've been to 12, uh, 18 NCAA championships, right? Have you been to indoor, all? outdoor, and cross. Uh, you left outdoor six. early last year, so you don't get credit. Okay. For that. Well, I've been one, to a lot. You went to twenty five percent. So I've been I've been to eighteen national championships. Seventeen point two five. But among those eighteen national championships, there's there were crowning, what, you know, forty yeah, yeah, individual yeah, yeah. champions. Well, on the track side of things. The track side, right? Mm-hmm. Times eighteen. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like you rank them all? hundreds and hundreds. Of individuals become national champions, NCAA national champions, and when you keep on seeing more and more become NCAA champions, you're kind of like, do they just give these out? Like, does everyone just become? <laughs> yes, that's you know, how it works. Be, like, it's when you see it all. Every, like, they're gonna crown you know thirty some national champions in indoor, and then they're gonna crown another thirty outdoor, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of sometimes it feels like it dilutes the product in a weird way. Mm-hmm. That's why Olympics is so special because it's only every four years you. To be an Olympian, like you, it, it's you only can be like yeah. maybe once in a career. Yeah. Um, but like it's it makes it. I'm not sure. I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm just trying to say sometimes. Sometimes there's a the lot. The prestige of it feels like it's going away when there's so many of them. Imagine if you were 60 years old, how you'd feel. Yeah. Like they give these things out like candy. Uh I guess you're saying you've just seen a lot of people who like pull off crazy upsets and then they don't the rest of their career doesn't necessarily pan yeah. out and then you're saying that that changes the value of it but then on the flip side of things you see people like grant holloway yeah where it's like he yeah. didn't have enough grant he didn't have or like Cheserak. Cheserak, you know or even like sydney I mean, what sydney was doing but look at like what danny jones is attempting to do like yeah an 800 cross-country double it is, is kind of cool is insanity she's kind of like the abby d of this generation because abby d won a lot of individual titles during her run like in the her like end of sophomore to like middle of senior year. But did she have that? She didn't have that eight hundred. She didn't have the eight hundred, but she won like everything she raced. Yeah. So she's kind of yeah. It's it, it's cool when you find someone who's able to dominate the era. You know, like it's weird that Wendy Kalati only has one track title, which is kind of weird. Yeah, but like let's go back to let's go back a couple years to one of your seventeen point two five championships <laughs> uh, two years ago at Texas A and M when it was. An American record, a collegiate record, was getting broken every 15 seconds. It was Eli Hall, 
It was Gabby Thomason, 200. Sydney did something. Kendall Ellis did something. Michael Norman did something. He set a world record. USC ran the fastest 4 by 4 ever. Uh, I'm probably skipping people, right? Yeah, 800 was fast. Well, my point being, it was just, yeah. it was way weighted into the sprints. Like, if I asked you, okay, what happened? In, do you remember who won the 5K that year? No. Justin Knight. Oh, okay. But, like... That makes sense. Yeah, and he's great, and it was great, right? Because and Mark Scott. Because Mark Scott? Uh, probably. No, no, this is indoor. This but, indoor. like, wasn't Mark Scott in that 5K, probably? No, no, he second. No, no, I don't... Was he? Yeah. In 18? I think he was done with college. Was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, Google. True Rod won the 3K. Okay, yeah. Women's side of things. Schweizer... That was the Danny Jones double. Was that the Danny Jones double? No. No. That was 17. Okay. This was, this was Jones coming back, uh, barely raced, ran the mile, and lost a career by it that much. Oh, uh, okay. So you're making my point for me, which is, it's not like a trick question, but it's just like, there were still good distance races, but we remember the sprints. Yeah. And this might be a year we just remember the distance. And that's, that's true. That's fine. Like, like, someone like Justin Knight can get overshadowed that just shows you how good the meet was, right? Like, I don't even remember, like, who, who won the 800 that year. Well, it would have been Cerny, right? Was that Cerny? Yeah. Did he win, or did Isaiah Harris win it? No, Isaiah Harris didn't beat him till outdoors. Okay. So, but like, yeah, it's just it. It's like that. These things go in cycles. Yeah. And and they come back. So you don't need to be weird about me in, being interested. I will be interested. Um, I, I'm worried that you're gonna just like take a melatonin and fall asleep. I'll just like leave for certain events. I'm like, where's Kevin? I said, I told Link I was gonna go to the Jimmy John's during some of the events. So and get my. And I kind of feel bad that you you did a whole ranking and you didn't even rank a single field event. Well, I'll tell you the field events I'm into. I'm into those the, the LSU jumpers, man. LSU jumpers will be interesting That'll to watch. Fun. Yeah, uh, Chris Nielsen might break the collegiate record, record in, the in the pole vault. Yeah, that's legit. Groover in the women's Groover, pole vault. Pole vault. Pole, year of the pole vault. Every year is the year of pole vault. Uh, the pole vault is getting better and better. I've always said that about yeah. the pole vault. Uh, Georgia might sweep the heptathlon. Right, that'll be exciting. Trip to Perry in the shot, like that'd be huge for Texas. Yeah, gets, gets ten points. Um, oh, the weight throw actually is sneakily really good. They've been throwing some. The women and the men have both been throwing down. The kid from Kansas, Dudev, Gleb, he's been throwing out of his mind. And there's just one woman from, I forget where, but there's a man and a woman who are both throwing, like, top ten all-time marks. Mm-hmm. So. And how about uh, the Texas a jumpers, too, on the women's side of things, right? They can, they can score a lot of points. Jasmine Moore, the freshman from Georgia in the yeah. triple. The, yeah. the second coming of uh, Toro Orgy. Yeah. Cinnamon Stevens from Texas A&M. Great name. All, all name team. All name team. There's a lot of good all name teams. Yeah, maybe we should do the all name team next week. That should. Yeah, we should. Lincoln was keeping a list during cross country. Uh, heavy Chico State representation. I'll just give you a spoiler alert there. There were those guys were those guys were all about it. Um, but yeah, somebody give me give me before we go give me like your prediction of who's the sprinter that pops, and it could be someone we know like TT, or it could be somebody like completely. Off the board. Like, who's going to be the person, like, oh, my gosh, they brought the collegiate record. Or they, like, just, they stole the meat, basically. Oh, I'll tell you. Because I've, I've, been, I've, been I've been going through this. Give me, give me, give me a name. The name of the person who's going to pop off a, a fast one. Yeah. Or just, they're going to win the meat, basically. Um, from, a, from a figurative standpoint. I think Terrence Lard is going to throw down a really fast 200. Is that your pick? Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to run, I think he's going to run 20.2 something. And where would that put him all time? I don't know. Uh, top five. Okay. I think. Uh, we'll find it. Five, four, three. three. Ah. There we go. We're clicking. We're Please clicking. Indoor man. Thank you, Track and Field News, for the information. So 20.2 would put him 
you know, fifth all time, sixth all time. That'd be a good so, list, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a good me. list. I mean, Elijah Hall, 2002, Oduduru, 2008, Spearman, 2010, Coleman, 2011, Bromel, 2019. Yeah. So, like, I think he will join this list. I think he's going to run sub 20.25. He's going to run He's going to run 20.24. Okay. I Remember like that. Remember that? 20.24. I like and that. And he's going to be, like, the guy that's like, oh, okay. Get and, excited for him. Okay. And the, and in the 200, the U.S. could use a little bit of a... A little bit of a kick in the pants yeah, there. Yeah, a little, little bit of a shock to the system. Yeah, so. yeah, jump start. All right. That's my take. That's a good one. Especially it's at altitude, so you get to run a little faster. Mm-hmm. So. I'll be announcing mine next week. Okay. My, save it. My pers- Yeah, I want to save it. I don't want to give everybody everything. What are you doing this today. weekend? What am I doing this weekend? I'm not traveling for the first time in three weeks. So That's exciting. I went to Albuquerque for U.S. indoors, then I went to Washington State for a wedding, and then I went to Atlanta for the trials. So this week I'm not traveling, and then we're going to go back to Albuquerque next weekend. So I'm going to probably sleep. Sleep all yeah. weekend? Most of it. No, I have kids. I don't sleep. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm, I'm going to see the world. I got, I, got, I got cheap tickets to Italy and China. Oh, I'm gosh. Gonna okay. Take advantage of that all discount. Right. Southwest, baby. So maybe we won't see you for Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, next week will be fun because next week we got you and I are going to go on Monday. Probably Tuesday, too, because Lincoln's, Lincoln's gone. And then we're going to take the podcast on the road. For Friday. Oh, and Thursday, right? Yeah. We're recording Thursday. Maybe we'll interview a couple coaches while maybe, we're in Albuquerque. Maybe we'll do an airport episode on Thursday when we're waiting for our flight. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah, we get on at like 9 or something, so. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Mike Smith in the coaches' press conference. We already got So maybe that can be an episode next week. I draft questions and I run them by you. Okay. Cause it's just like he's going to – I'm going to ask him super like mm-hmm. – track heavy questions that he's gonna be like oh, i don't know man yeah yeah. like what do you attribute the rise of lsu's jumpers to <laughs> what's your plan to slow down and he's gonna say he's just gonna say it's an outcome question yeah and he's yeah, not gonna answer yeah it. no i'll come up with a list and you just tell me if yeah. it's a good question or bad question we'll do it so. we'll, we'll do it uh we'll, we'll do it for all the coaches why don't we do it? why don't we draft questions let's assume who the coaches so we say be. do our jobs is what you're saying draft questions but we'll do it publicly we'll do it pu- we'll, we'll in the in on we, should ask, we should ask the people what questions should we ask the pre- coaches in the press conference? Yeah, that's that's a good podcast point. question. That would be a guy. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, Gordon McAfee here. I'm reading a question from our podcast. Mike in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma wants to know. And then what's the deal? Yeah, what's, what's how the, dare you? <laughs> where do you get off? Where do you? I like. Okay, that's uh, we'll so write that down for next. Yeah, week. Yeah, we'll have. Po- we'll ask. We'll get if you guys submit a question we'll ask and it's it. good. We'll ask it. Yeah, but then also you'll hear our questions because I think we should workshop them on the show. Yes, like. Tuesday we should prepare. This is, this is our big moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's NCAA that. press conference. It's packed. It's loaded. packed to the rims. Albuquerque, the city of Land of Enchantment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The old hot air balloon festival. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.